Welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I'm your host, Kate House. Today, we have the incredible Megan Dahlman with us. With 17 years of professional training experience and a degree in exercise science, Megan is the go-to trainer for women who want to feel their absolute best for the long haul of life. As a certified strength and conditioning specialist, she has a unique knack for simplifying complex aspects of the body, making them not only understandable, but also sustainable. Through her top-rated podcast, Self-Care Simplified, and her online training programs, Megan brings a special touch to her coaching, focusing on every detail with kindness and intention. Her mission? To empower every woman, regardless of her age, to feel strong, pain-free, and confident in every facet of her body. Can I get an amen to that? (laughs) Today, we're diving into a topic that I know will resonate with so many of us, the power of simple daily actions. Megan will be sharing insights on how these small but consistent steps can create monumental momentum and most importantly, how they can liberate us from the grips of perfectionism. Any other recovering perfectionists out there? I know I can't be the only one. So if you're ready to embrace progress over perfection, you are in for a serious treat. Let's dive into this empowering conversation with Megan. And if you dig this episode, friend, I want you to join the Empowered Self Summit's waitlist. Registration officially opens on September 20th, and by joining the waitlist, you'll be the first to know when you can grab your free ticket to this incredible podcast summit. Megan is one of our expert speakers who are going to help us end the year strong by nurturing our minds, energizing our bodies, and awakening our souls via guilt-free self-care practices that we can do in just 10 minutes a day. So find the link below in your show notes to join the free waitlist. I cannot wait to drop the summit's private podcast feed in your earbuds this October. All right, friend, on with the show. Hey friend, and welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I'm your host, Kate House. By day, you can find me living in small town PA, married to my college sweetheart, and leaning into motherhood as a stay-at-home mama to my two little boys and two pup dogs too. By night, I pursue my personal sense of purpose, which is to help as many of us high-achieving, goal-oriented women live by design and not default. As a certified behavior change specialist, health coach, yoga instructor, and top 3% global podcaster, I'm perfectly poised to help you ditch those feelings of overwhelm, get unstuck, and take aligned action so that you can go from trying to learn all the things all at once to being focused, action-oriented, and making weekly, if not daily, progress towards your goals in small, sustainable ways, because that's the secret to seeing big shifts over time. Together, let's explore powerful habits, mindset shifts, goals with soul, self-awareness, and lifelong learning, all while cultivating joy and practicing gratitude each step of the way. There's seriously nothing I love more than being the voice of a friend in your ear, to be the mindset and self-love coach who believes in you and knows that you're worthy of pursuing big, audacious goals. And I'll always be here as an unapologetic advocate for you living your dream life. So pop in your earbuds, press play, and together, let's live by design and not default. Hey, Megan, welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I am super excited for our, our time together today. Thanks so much for having me, Kate. I I am pumped to have this conversation and to share with your audience and just hopefully 
breathe life and inspiration and motivation into them today. So I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. We've already been bonding over our shared love of houseplants, which you guys know is a very big thing around here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The moment I saw your background, I'm like, oh, you are a fellow house planter. I, yeah. I feel like a room without green feels dead. Like you yes. just have to, even if it's fake, <laughs> the yeah. one behind me happens to be fake. Cause my, the lighting in my bedroom, isn't that amazing, mm-hmm. but even if it's like a fake green, like it's still, it gives you that dose of life. <laughs> I know. Right. It's so necessary. My like plant uh, obsession has scaled up since we moved into our home a few years ago. And now it takes me, my husband teases me. I put in earbuds and I listen to a podcast while I water all the plants because it takes so long. And he's like, at what point do we have too many plants? And I'm like, ah, uh, we haven't reached it yet. <laughs> We're going to keep going till we That's find right. that point. <laughs> I love it. Well, Megan, we have so many things in common, but I am so excited to connect over our shared love of health and wellness and obviously podcasting. Um, but for anybody who's tuning in and they're not familiar with you and the way that you show up and you share and you coach and you educate in this world. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're all about? Yeah. So I am technically a strength and conditioning specialist and I have my background um, in kinesiology. So my degree is exercise science. So this was like my first career. This was not something that I decided to dabble in later. Um, so I feel so blessed in that way that I came out of college and just like hit the ground running and just was able to put my expertise to work. But that really evolved over the years. I came out of college thinking I really wanted to work with like Olympic level athletes. <laughs> like that was super exciting to me. I was like, that would be the big flashy, really impressive thing to do. And I did for a little while. I was more of an athletic performance specialist, um, doing performance training. And what was so fun about that though, was that a lot of the athletes I trained were young athletes and a lot of their moms would be sitting there watching. Mm -hmm. And most of the women would come up to me afterward and be like, can we train with you? (laughs) Like (laughs) what you're doing with our kids looks way more fun and more effective and science-based than my Zumba class, than my jazzercise class and, and even my spinning class. And so they, they started training with me. And so over the years it just kind of shifted to, I started working mostly with women that were just like, I really need a really sound, non-gimmicky approach to taking care of my body in a way that is sustainable, that is founded in the right things for my body. Um, and I can see myself doing it 40 years from now. And Mm -hmm. so that's really who I work with now are women all over the world. Everything I do is remote. Um, and so women all over the world that are like, "I, I need help getting started, or I'm midway through my journey. And I realize I've had all these injuries and I've been doing it wrong or, Um, I I don't know how to stay motivated, like all the normal issues we have with fitness and with nutrition. That's, that's what I really help women do. So Mm -hmm. it's so fun. It's so rewarding. I love it. Oh, I love that, Megan. You know, it reminds me of, I read this, this Instagram post a few weeks ago and I wish, I wish I could remember whose account it was so I could give them credit, but basically it was a post talking about how we spend the majority of our lives as an adult. And so I'm, for example, I'm 34. And so it's only recently that I realized like, 
oh, I'm like, I'm a straight up adult. I'm no longer like a young adult. I've had two babies. Like I am very solidly in my adulthood and I have many decades of adulthood ahead of me. And this post was just reminding us like, take care of yourself now because you have a long time to be an adult. And I love this emphasis that you have on sustainability and Mm -hmm. these things that we can do in our day and in our lives that we can see ourselves doing 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. That's so exciting to me. Yeah. And it's so important to to begin now, like don't put it off because right now, you know, if you're 25 or 35, like you do have youth on your side and just your simple age is kind of holding you together. Um, and you don't necessarily, you might not feel like you need to prioritize your health right now, but there's something that I've noticed that really happens around women that are 45 to 50 years old, where they've either been taking care of their body consistently up to that point they've reached that age and nothing changes. They don't slow down. Their metabolism doesn't change. They go through menopause just fine. They're strong. They're healthy. They're not getting injured. However, right around that 45 to 50 mark, the women who have not been prioritizing their health and fitness, there is a sharp decline. Mm -hmm. They're suddenly in pain constantly. They're achy. They're slow. Their metabolism is a mess. And they're wondering like, how do I pull myself up and out of this hole? And so I know it's hard at this point to, to like project and think so far Mm -hmm. down the road and be like, I, I don't care, you know, right now, but you will, you will care at some point big time. And it's going to impact you. It's going to impact your family. And it's so worth just saying, what can I do today to just make my health, make my body, even just one notch higher on the priority list. Mm, I love that. And is that what you really focus on in your podcast and your show self-care simplified is, is it for the person who's like, okay, I just want to move myself up one notch on the list. Yes. A hundred percent. Because unfortunately in this industry, in the health industry, we are bombarded with so many overwhelming messages, um, high expectations. Many of us have dabbled with them too. You know, we had a good friend who signed up for a boot camp class and she invited us to join. And so we showed up and it was crazy intense. We couldn't walk for five days and we never <laughs> did it again. And so And then same with nutrition. It's like, oh, my eating habits are a mess. So I'm going to do this highly restrictive plan or this detox diet or something that's like all in really intense. And then we burn out and suddenly we're two months later down the road, realizing I've been eating like a mess again. Mm -hmm. And so my mission really is to help women like, Hey, let, let's stop the roller coaster And let's even things out. And what that means is that we don't go extreme one way or the other. We don't go extreme, but we really prevent you from going all out also. And so it's finding this middle ground. And the way to find that balanced middle ground is to have really tiny little baby steps. We do a lot of just habit stacking, like observing where you're at right now like seeing the victories. What are you already doing? Like, let's, let's capitalize on those. Let's foster those. Let's nurture those. But then what's one thing that you can do just a little bit better today rather than all the things. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And we've all been there. Right. And it's so funny because, well, you're going to be one of our speakers in the empowered self summit this fall. And 
my whole hope in that summit is to really be very intentional with those final three months of the year so that we don't get to January and we set 20 goals for ourselves. And then come like January 17th, I think it is, is National Quitters Day. And that's the day everyone throws in the towel, right? So what if we just start to implement those habits? Like you said, one baby step at a time, because there is so much power in consistency over time. And have you seen that to be true in like the health and wellness field as well? Oh, a hundred percent, probably more than most fields, actually like consistency matters so much. And it's probably one of the biggest complaints that people have about their fitness journey is like, I just can't get consistent. I can't get consistent. And then kind of like the sister to that is that feeling of, I can't get motivated all the time. Like it's hard to find the motivation to show up and do it. And so the reason that we can't get consistent and we struggle with motivation is that we are making it so hard on Mm ourselves. It's like, a good workout program in our mind. First of all, we use the word workout because, and and the association with that word sounds miserable. (laughs) I did a poll in my group one time. I'm like, tell me what thoughts come to mind when I say the word workout. And they're like, sweat, pain, soreness, misery. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. That could be an issue right there. So let's, what if we don't even call it workout, but we set our expectations so high. It's like, if I'm going to show up and do a program or a routine, I've been told that it needs to be every day, mm-hmm. like five days a week. I need to work out for an hour a day. It has to be a certain intensity. And so a bet, especially we get to the end of the year and we're like, well, I'm looking over, you know, my fall and like leading into the, like the holidays. And you're like, there's no way I can do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to wait. Mm-hmm. until January. And then I'll do the five day a week program. Mm-hmm. And then you get the two weeks in and you're like, well, this stinks. This is hard. <laughs> I don't want to do this. And so now we're back again. Yeah. And the same with dieting and nutrition. And there's this horrible stat that the average adult will go on a diet 126 times over the oh. course of their adult life. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't that just break your heart? Like, yeah. It tells me like reading between the lines of the emotions Mm -hmm. that goes into each and every one of those 126 times, Mm -hmm. there's that like burst of hope, that feeling of empowerment, like I'm going to do this. This is going to make a change. And then you get to the point where like, I failed again. I blew it. I got to try again. And it's just like, what a horrible way to live your life. It's just sad. And you don't have to do that. And so it's finding the, the even keel, the middle ground where it's not too much, but it's also not nothing either. It's finding that place where it's something sustainable and you can do it consistently. Mm, I love that so much because, you know, we talk a lot about perfectionism and all or nothing thinking over here on the Live by Design podcast uh, selfishly because I am like a recovering perfectionist <laughs> and recovering all or nothing thinker. And, yes. you know, it's been a journey to release those tendencies. And I would imagine in your field, you see a lot of that. And I don't know where it comes from. I feel like we hold ourselves and I don't want to say, especially as women, but I kind of want to say, especially as women, I should yeah. only speak to, right. But like, yeah. I feel like we hold ourselves to such high standards and sometimes we hold our personal selves to such a high standard that I would never put on another person. Like I would never be like, Megan, you're a failure because you didn't do X, Y. Like I would never say that, but for some reason we think we can do that with ourselves. So yeah. what is, 
what kind of encouragement would you give to the woman who's listening to this? Who's like, yes, I just want the even keel middle of the road consistency. Um, but she just feels maybe a little discouraged or maybe she has a little bit of those perfectionist or all or nothing tendencies. What would you say to her? You know, there's a quote that I was told about two years ago and it has stuck with me ever since it says capability does not always equal your capacity. Mm. And what it means is that you could know that you're capable of doing something, but that doesn't mean that you have the capacity to do that thing right now. And And that's okay. So you might mentally and emotionally be aware, like I am capable of working out five days a week. I did it that one time. Or I think we all have this like half marathon in our past (laughs) that we (laughs) trained for and, and worked for. Most women do. It's so funny. And so we like live in this past of like, I remember when I did that, I know I'm capable of doing that. I remember when I had signed up for that gym class, I went for three straight months in a row. I know I'm capable of doing that, but that doesn't mean that you have the capacity to do that same thing right now. Mm -hmm. You might be in a completely different season of life right now. And that doesn't detract from your like value and worthiness and your overall capability. It really doesn't, you know, you might have little kids right now. So getting out the door and running for an hour straight might be completely out of the question versus what you do have the capacity for right now is maybe doing a 10 minute body weight only workout in your bedroom that is really valuable and important. Mm. So I think that's where we, we fail to give ourselves grace and to say like, it's okay that I'm not like, I I don't have the capacity to do what I know that I'm capable of. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, we have got to remember that and just look at what is my current season of life right now? What are all the things that are pulling from me and, and drawing on me? And then what kind of expectations should I put into place based on this season of life? And that's going to change, you know, like as your kids get a little older, my boys are 10 and 12 and they're really independent. I can like not see them for four straight hours of the day and they're not napping. (laughs) They're just entertaining themselves. And that is a crazy season of life to live in. There will come a time when I work with a lot of empty nesters too. Mm -hmm. Like there's just going to come a season of life where your capacity like expands and shrinks. And, and so where are you right now and give yourself grace for right now and say, what can I do right now? and be okay Mm. with that. Oh, I love that so much. I'm like laughing to myself over here as you're sharing, because I, I, I'm a half marathoner. I've done, I think 13 (laughs) in the past, but like, that was like pre-children. Like I had oodles of time, right. And I had the energy and I could go for a two hour long run on a Saturday morning and come home and take a two hour nap, (laughs) you know, and, and that was how I'd spend a Saturday. Right. But nowadays it's, you know, I laugh to myself because I've signed up for two halves since having kids and both times I started to train and I was exactly what you said. I was like, I, I can't leave for an hour right now. I'm pushing a stroller with like, I birth giant children. (laughs) So I'm like, (laughs) it's more of a strength training exercise than a running exercise at that point. Like maybe if I could hook our dogs up to the stroller and they could pull the kids for me or something. But, and so I, you know, I really appreciate what you're saying because I too have had to have that kind of 
moment with myself of being like, Hey Kate, it's a season like, and this is a great season. Like my boys have been home. I've been able to be a stay at home mom with them. Like, and I love it so much. And I'm like, okay, that means that like I bought a Peloton bike, even though I was like number one skeptic of Peloton and then a pandemic rolled in. And I was like, get me a bike. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, jumping on the bandwagon. I'm, here we I'm go. Here We're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And when yeah. you talk about like a 10 minute strength training, like with your body weight, I'm like, that is the season that I'm in. And yes, I really appreciate um, the validation and the kindness with which you share that, because I think, you know, sometimes we're like, well, it's only 10 minutes. Right. But well, if I do it every day for 10 minutes, that's an, uh, well, 70 minutes, it's just over an hour at the end of the week, which maybe I wasn't even doing that before. Yeah. And so much of it too, is just getting the ball rolling. Like Mm -hmm. we, we see that moment of spending some time working out and just think the purpose of this right now is to create change and Mm -hmm. see the needle move. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to show up to a workout that I don't think is going to create any change in my body and move the needle, especially if someone has like big goals, like maybe pretty large weight loss goals or something like then you're like 10 minutes isn't enough. Like that I like for me to, you know, that's not going to do anything. Like what's even the point of that. But I think pulling back and recognizing like actually the purpose of you showing up for 10 minutes is to create a snowball effect. Mm. That's probably more important than anything. And to build a level of consistency and proof to yourself that you can show up in small little ways every day that grows and grows and grows. And let me tell you, it is way easier to get a very small snowball rolling than a gigantic snowball rolling. So if you want to gain momentum, you better start slow Mm -hmm. and small. One of my most popular programs that I have, like the first day we do four movements Like that's it. We don't even do it like two times through. Like it's literally just four movements. Two of them are stretches. So they feel really good. (laughs) And most people like the video ends. They're like, was that it? Should I do something else? Like it's so shocking that something so easy could lead anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a thing that we forget sometimes is this big perspective of like what I do now is Today might not move the needle, but it will determine where I end up six months from now, 12 months from now. And do I want to still be doing this six months, 12 months, three years from now? Yes, absolutely. So let me make sure that I'm wise with my decision today and I'm able to be content with really small, simple things that just feel good. Oh, I love that. Sometimes I like to think about future Kate. Sometimes future Kate motivates current Kate. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I I bring to mind, I'm a big fan of like visualizing. And sometimes I bring to mind this like older, wiser Kate, who's got this like Mm -hmm. fabulous gray curly hair and like wears a duster. Like remember those like dusters that were in style when we were in like, when we were really young, those like long sweaters. I don't know why older, wiser Kate. That's so funny. She's got curly gray hair and wears a duster. I know. Like how weird is that? Like me, I don't know who this older, wiser version of myself is. I love it. I'm so curious to find out in 30 years, 40 years, but But sometimes I think about that older version of myself and I'm like, I want her to be, to feel strong. I want her to feel empowered. I want her to feel like she can keep up with, you know, maybe like if I have grandchildren, like who knows where I'm in that season, but I just want to feel like I can be an active participant and live by design and not by default, like throughout my life. And so 
on those days, you know, you talk about the motivation piece, right? And sometimes like there are days when, I mean, I'm a trained yoga instructor. I'm a health coach. Like I love this field. And even I have days where I wake up and I'm like, I do not feel like it. (laughs) And I'm like, but older, wiser Kate is going to thank me for this four decades from now. And sometimes that really kind of helps move me forward. What are some of your best strategies when you think about like momentum and um, just really encouraging yourself to show up for yourself? I think it, it all starts in your mind, of course. And I think the piece that's important is recognizing that motivation. It's actually an emotion. Mm -hmm. It's not like a stable fact. Um, so just like other emotions that we experience, like happiness or sadness or fear or anxiety, like, um, it it ebbs and flows based on our environment. Mm -hmm. So you might be in an, in an environment that encourages high levels of motivation. Mm -hmm. And then next week you could find yourself in an environment that is low levels of motivation. And so you can't let motivation drive the boat. Like Mm -hmm. it's not allowed to just like you wouldn't like, it'd be kind of foolish and just not wise to allow your happiness levels to determine whether or not you wanted to be a wife today (laughs) or be a mom today, (laughs) you know? So we're, we got it on that front. Like we're still like, obviously still kind of working through that at some point, but the same with the motivation on the workout front, like it would be foolish to allow motivation to hold so much sway over whether or not you do something. So, you know, capitalize on high levels of motivation, enjoy it when you're super pumped up and excited and you've got that drive. But I always recommend that you need to create a routine or have expectations that match your lowest levels of motivation. Oh, oh I'm so, Hey buddy. You want to say hi to Miss Megan? Hi, Miss Megan. Hi, buddy. <laughs> um, I think Conrad has uh, to the end of this video for his token, and then it's your turn. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sweetheart. I'm going to finish chatting with Miss Megan. Sorry about that. So cute. <laughs> they get TV tokens, and they're very concerned about when someone's TV token is up. And when I record, I'm like, just go for it, buddy. Run with this. <laughs> do the token. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it. That's so cute. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm sorry. So we're talking about motivation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we tend to like create a routine when our motivation is really high. That's probably mm. one of the biggest mistakes that we make, especially it's kind of the like Monday motivation feeling. It's um, that beginning of the year motivated feeling. It's mm. always like at the peak is when we like set our plan. <laughs> the worst <laughs> thing you could do. And so I always recommend like set something that can withstand your lowest levels of motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, when you wake up one day and you're like, oh, I can tell that like my period is about to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I have tons on my plate right now. I have these big projects I'm wanting to work on and they're really draining me. And now suddenly my kids are sick and there's all these things. You don't want to pull out a workout that is like, oh my gosh, I've got 75 (laughs) burpees to do today. Like nothing in me wants to do that. I'm just going to skip it. But if you pull out a workout and you're like, oh my gosh, those are all of my favorite stretches. Mm. And I can just feel how that's going to feel for my body and how that is going to reinvigorate it. And it's Mm. really quite simple. It's only going to take me 10 minutes. Like you're going to be far more consistent when 
you can see something like that and be like, yeah, I can do that even if I'm not really motivated to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And so I think it's really, really important that we usually make things easier on ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's how we can stay motivated. Um, and then just constantly reminding yourself like motivation is an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's just an emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, one thing I do when I'm feeling that day when I'm just like, yep, my period's about to start. I just don't feel great. Like, but I know I want to move my body from a place of joy because it makes me feel better. Sometimes I like, I just get them. We have a treadmill in our, we have like a workout space. Our boys are so cute. And they started sleeping in the same bed together. And my husband and I were like, well, this is great. We'll turn one of your old bedrooms into a workout room. Yes. (laughs) So now we've got, you know, our Peloton and our our treadmill and our weights and all that good stuff all together. And I'll just go in there and I like just I put the the treadmill at like 2.5, super like very leisurely walk. And I just set a 10 minute timer for myself. And I'm like, Kate, I could talk to myself. (laughs) Kate, if you just walk for 10 minutes, we're going to count that as a win today. Because like you said, it's, you know, you're just leaning into creating that that habit into that routine, into proving to yourself that you can show up and do it even on the day when you don't feel like it. Um, And I always feel good afterwards, right? Like I don't, I never feel worse after a workout. And even if it's a 10 minute walk, sometimes I'm more proud of myself for the, just the 10 minute walk, quote unquote, um, because that's the day that was even harder to show up than the day that I, you know, did a weight exercise or something that feels more challenging for me. Yeah. A hundred percent. Those are the days that you really prove to yourself that like you are capable of Mm -hmm. being consistent. You are capable of not letting your motivation levels like determine your actions. Mm -hmm. And you can usually walk away from those moments, like even more proud of yourself. And anytime you experience that, it it fuels you for the next time. It fuels you for the next time. And if you ever look at someone that seems to be further along in your journey and you're like, gosh, she makes it look so easy. Like, why is she, she never misses a workout. Like she's just like, this is her lifestyle. I just want to be like that. Chances are she went through that whole process of, of showing up in small, simple ways when her motivation was low, like she had to earn the right for it to be easy. And that's another quote I love is that easy is earned. And Mm -hmm. I think that we envy and we get jealous of women that show us like, gosh, you're just like a fit person. And you have no problem doing this. And I'm like the total opposite. And it's like, don't compare yourself to that person because she had to start where you are. And, Mm -hmm. and that is where we all have to start. And that is completely okay. And you will also earn the right to, for it to be easy at some point. You just will. I love that. There's this, um, this idea of success momentum where like you start to accumulate these wins and it creates this momentum. Like you're talking about like with the snowball. Um, And I like to think about that sometimes when I see the person that's farther ahead of me and instead of feeling less than I'm just like, Oh, I, maybe she can just reach her hand back and help me along on my journey. Right. Like, but if her success momentum can inspire me to, to really lean into mine even more intentionally. Yeah. And be careful about who you're letting inspire you. You know, Mm. I've had to do this, especially in a social media world. And I'm um, very much a business-minded woman. I run my own business and I know a lot of the people listening are are similar. And I realized I was following so many people that are so much further along on their journey than I am. 
that it got to the point where it was no longer inspiring. It was actually mm. discouraging because yeah. every time I was seeing those accounts, I was, it was like, I'm not there yet. Like I have mm. so much farther to go. Like it was just this like constant reminder of like how I was not good enough yet. Mm. And so I always try to like remind people, like just pick one or two people to inspire you that like are, are fairly, you know, you can trust them. You can trust mm-hmm. they're going to inspire you with good advice, with good, like a balanced approach, but don't follow every single fitness account out there because yeah. every time you scroll through it, it's going to be a reminder that you're not doing enough. You're not good enough. You're going to second guess your approach. You're going to second guess your routine. You're like, oh, maybe I should add that into my routine. Maybe I should do it that way. Maybe I should do it that way. And pretty soon you're going to overwhelm yourself and think mm-hmm. that you're just not good enough. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. You know, we have a saying around here and in my group coaching program, the LBD collective, we talk about learning less and implementing more. And sometimes that, you know, yeah, it's just like, and I love to learn. (laughs) I will buy a course in two seconds flat. Like I love learning, but sometimes I just have to like pump the brakes, Kate, (laughs) you gotta like, just focus on what you're focusing on and really let yourself feel it and implement and reflect and all of those good things. So I am, I am so here for your approach. And well, speaking of the online world, Megan, I know women are listening and they're like, Megan is one of those women. I want to inspire me. I know I find your account very inspiring and just encouraging and motivating and very doable. And I just, I so appreciate the way that you show up and you share in this world. So where are all the different ways people can connect with you? And I know you have a special free five-day guide to jumpstart yeah. our healthy habits. So can you tell us about that too? Yeah, definitely. So um, my jumpstart guide. So I know a lot of people listening right now are like, Megan, I get everything that you're saying, but I don't know like where to start. <laughs> like which, <laughs> which of the habits should I focus on first? Because I know my tendency is to just do everything all at once. Mm-hmm. And so my five-day guide um, with jumpstart tips basically is going to tell you, hey, today we're just going to work on this one thing. Mm -hmm. And I want you to only focus on that. Like put your blinders on, don't think about anything else. And then tomorrow we're going to keep doing that one thing that I taught you on day one, but now let's also add in the second thing. Mm -hmm. So let's work on the second thing. And then day three, it's like the third thing. And so by the end of the five days, you now have five habits that actually do move the needle, you know, collectively, like if you didn't, if you just did one, like that's still a good healthy habit to do. But by day five, you've got this like package of habits that are really easy. They feel really good and they're highly effective. So those are my jumpstart tips. Highly recommend it. You can just go to my website, vigeofit.com slash tips and sign up for that. It's all just delivered through email. So it's super easy, but also everybody listening is a podcast listener. So I've got a pretty popular podcast, self-care simplified. We were talking about it earlier and, um, really it's just these bite-sized pieces of very doable, um, grace filled. There's no high expectations. It's probably constant reminders that you're doing too much (laughs) and just like pull it back. Let's just do this. Let's just focus on this. Um, we keep it super simple. There's so many other health podcasts out there where I listen to them and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to pull out my textbook to figure (laughs) out what they just said. And I am, you know, an exercise scientist and like they're so complicated and it starts to get overwhelming. So if you need a good 
um, just resource of really simple tips that actually work. That's a great place. And then of course, Instagram, I'm there all, all the time. That's where I post mostly. So you can find me just at Megan Dahlman on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much, Megan and friends. We're going to have links for everything below. So all you have to do is just pull up your show notes, click on the links so you can connect with Megan, get to be part of her community. And once you subscribe to self-care simplified, make sure to give her a five-star review and a kind, a kind little note as well, because I know at least for me, those reviews are really what motivate me on the days when I don't feel motivated to show up behind the mic. I will literally read reviews and be like, okay, I'm doing it. We're, we're doing this thing because the community, what is what's so important. Oh, we have another visitor. Yes. It's your token now. See you later. <laughs> this is what happens when school time hasn't started yet. Well, I Megan, know. right. I don't, you've got two boys, you know what it's. Oh, like. I totally get it. It's my world. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Well, Megan, I am just so grateful for you and just the way that you encourage and you inspire women, not only through what you teach, but also by walking the walk, not just talking the talk. And I think that there's so much value in getting to learn from somebody who really, who lives into what you're teaching. And so thank you so much for just being you, for being here. Um, and everybody, you'll be able to hear Megan on the Empowered Self Summit as well. Thank you so much, Kate. This was really fun. And I am really looking forward to connecting with people more. That brings us to the end of another Live by Design podcast episode. I had so much fun diving into today's topic with you, and I hope you're walking away with one action item that you're going to commit to implementing in your own life starting today. And speaking of implementing change in your own life, if you haven't already joined our free Facebook group, I would love for you to become a Live by Design podcast insider. You can get in community with other goal-getting women over at misskatehouse.com slash community, which is linked to below in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please take a second to subscribe to the Live by Design podcast wherever it is you tune into your shows. If you've enjoyed three or more of these content-packed episodes, I would be so, so grateful if you do me the favor of opening up Apple Podcasts on your smartphone, find the Live by Design podcast with me, Kate House, and leave a five-star rating for the show and a simple one to two sentence review. This is the kindest way you can thank me for hosting the show week after week, totally for free. And in doing so, you're actively helping me grow our community of women who are choosing to live by design and not by default. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, friend. And when you're ready to go to the next level, my website, misskatehouse.com, which is linked to below, holds everything you need to know about my one-on-one coaching options, the LBD Collective, the Pursue Your Purpose Masterclass, my upcoming summit, and even a bunch of free resources like the all-time fan favorite monthly habit tracker, which also comes with intention setting and monthly reflection prompts too. I'll be back in your earbuds again soon. And until that time, spread some joy, make someone smile.